Welcome in to Slapshot Radio on Nashville's best sports talk, ESPN 1025 The Game, streaming on the Game Nashville app. And boy, I'll tell you what, you can smell it in the air. Yes, it's 97 degrees. Well, not quite. It's a little cooler than that right now. And it's hockey season. It's going to be a sweltering one this week, but that's okay. We're talking hockey here on Slapshot Radio, our annual season pre- uh, our annual season preview edition right here on 1025 The Game. As always, we have the coach, Brent Peterson. Coach, how are you today? Doing good. Uh, I think on uh, Thursday night they're going to have everybody in swimming suits going down the, the, the runway. Gold, I, I hope so. A I'm, gold walk. I, I'm thinking. I'm looking for a short. It's going to be 98 to, degrees on that day too. Yeah, I'm looking for like something like shorts and a, and a t-shirt to wear because uh, <laughs> that suit's going to be hot. And we also have the host of the Preds Watch Parties, Zach McCann. With us, Zach, how are you, sir? Doing fantastic. Glad to be here and ready for the regular season. Enough with all this stuff that doesn't matter. Bring me real hockey. Indeed. So you know what? Let's get right to it. Uh, news breaks out of the uh, out of five hundred one Broadway today. We have uh, we have ourselves a roster, gentlemen. Twenty two players as. Two as two players were put on waivers today. Uh, one didn't surprise me, and one was kind of a semi surprise. I wrote about it this morning on Hockey Buzz, but uh, Stephen Santini was placed on waivers with the uh, intention, of course, to send him down to Milwaukee, and uh, Mika Salamaki was uh, was one of the players that was placed on waivers again to send back down to Milwaukee, Coach. You've been in these discussions. You've been in these. You know, these are always the toughest ones. The last couple. Yeah, the last couple are always tough. But I think that, you know, David has his reasons why, and sometimes it's a reason just to to get down. You have to get down under twenty three, and we got down to twenty two today, with those two guys going on waivers. But you know what happens? Sometimes there's they, there's alternate al- alternative reasons why those guys are sent down. Maybe Miss Alamaki is being hidden by to, for, for somebody else to pick him up, and David made side deals and all kinds of things. And I think that Santini I, I was a surprise to me because he's he's coming in the PK trade, and he played pretty well in the in the exhibition. But I think maybe they wanted to get him to play some playing time. So if he clears waivers and gets down there, he can play a regular and be in all situations. Where up here he'd be the seventh and eighth guy, and those guys don't get any time at all. I don't disagree with that, Zach. I mean, you saw um, a, a fan favorite, obviously from uh, from the 2017 final, where he performed so well in the Stanley Cup final. Uh, Freddie Gaudreau uh, cleared waivers and is down with Milwaukee along with Jared Tenorti. That happened on you know Saturday and Sunday. Um, Zach, the decisions were tough, but I, I'm finding it hard to disagree with them. I can't disagree with them at all. I think uh, Mika Salamaki showed a lot of promise in his first few call-ups, and I think injuries really have derailed him. And you hate to see that for a promising player, but I think it's the case with him. Freddie Gaudreau, I mean, when you're starting off scoring goals in the Stanley Cup final, that's a hard legacy to live up to. <laughs> well, y- yes. And not only that, he yeah. never really took that next step so far. And this is not, I'm not talking like these guys are dead and buried. They're just in the A. They could be called up with injuries tomorrow if that's the case. But at the same time, you look at this roster as it's presently constructed. 
players like Santini, players like Tenorti, sure, they bring a little bit of sandpaper, they bring a little bit of presence, but at the same time, that's not the way this team likes to play. This team doesn't like to play with those grit kind of old school guys. This is a very new school roster if you look at it. They're saying to these guys, the people with the highest skill are the ones who are going to make this team. And I think this roster really resonates with that. The only exceptions you could make are probably Tolvanen and Pitlick, but I think it's just a matter of more kind of seasoning for them rather than... Yeah, they need the ice time down there and and playing every situation in that down in the minors and then when they're ready, when we do have an injury or when they're ready to come up, they can come up right away and play with the top six lines like Pitlick and Tolvanen have to play top six. They're no good playing under your bottom six players. And and it's interesting because, Coach, you know, we've talked about this, you know, heaven knows how many times. We hearken back to, I mean, Tolvanen, I do compare a lot talent-wise, not necessarily personality-wise, but talent-wise, compare a lot to Alexander Radulov. And, you know, when you talk about Radulov and what he did in the A, I mean, talk about that as a coach. When you saw him just tear apart the the American Hockey League in the first couple of months. Well, we had a really good team, and we wanted we didn't want to have him on our bottom six players, and he, he wasn't good enough to play in our top six yet. And so we sent him down, and he, he came up and played a couple of games, and he went back down, and he played so well when he went back down. He tore it apart, tore apart the A. We had to bring him up. Or his agent went out of back over in Russia. But he, he was so good down there, we had to bring him up and put him up there. And, and he played the rest of the year. He stayed up the rest of the year and played. And we, uh, I can't remember which year that was, but he, he was very, very, very good when he went down. And, and that's what Tolvanen has to do and Pitlick has to do. And if they want to come up and play in the top six guys, they have to go down and dominate. And I think that's why David's setting them up to go, go down and have a good start to the year, have a good Milwaukee start. Right. Give everybody confidence, and that's what, what they need to do. Slapshot Radio on ESPN 1025, the game brought to you by our good friends at Hermitage Family and Cosmetic Dentistry, Carter Church from Whitecart Realtors, the Andrews Group, your real estate expert in Murfreesboro. And of course, oh man, these guys are awesome. Cool Springs Wines and Spirits. They are phenomenal. And actually, did some sponsorship last night with our uh, best buddies event, Zach. That was uh, that really was phenomenal last night over at the uh, the barn at Chavis. Uh, we did a murder mystery, murder in Music City. It was a lot of fun, and and Zach, great job last night. Oh, thank you so much. We had a lot of fun. Uh, cool Springs, of course, donated a little uh, food of the grape for us, which exactly. was fantastic. Did you partake? And I actually did not. <laughs> I was busy sweating uh, everything off in that heat that was out there. A little warm, a little but warm. we had uh, Jay Weinberg of Slipknot and noted Preds fan and his buddy Daniel playing a band for the show with us which was just a personal dream come true so a lot of fun to do that but yeah I mean just great guys over at Cool Springs Wine and Spirits got a chance to talk to Jeff for a little bit so if you need alcohol those are your guys the largest wine and spirits store in Middle Tennessee are good friends at Cool Springs Wine and Spirits and of course our great friends Lazy Boy Nashville with three locally owned and operated locations in Middle Tennessee so guys um, so we've got a roster now and uh, we're going to spend some time in the next couple of segments talking about the other the other divisions, the other conferences. But this Nashville Predators team, I, I, I'm going to say it right off the bat. I'm I think this team is going to be just fine. The concern I have is um, who steps up in the playoffs because it's our and and again here I am. 
It is September 30th. It is 98 no, degrees. No. And, I'm talking, and I'm talking playoffs. Right. Right. That's but, the thing about being a perennial contender, which this team is. The regular yeah. season is just a tune-up. So, I mean, but I, I get a little bit concerned because, quite frankly, um, the team traded off its best playoff performer from the pl- past couple of seasons. With, but, with P.K. Subban. But they gained a man who just had a very impressive playoff performance last year in Matt Duchesne. Yes, they did. My thing with this team, and this is where I'm actually going to kind of disagree with both of you in something that you said earlier. Oh, really? This is why I think you do bring up Ellie Tolvin in sooner rather than later, and it's okay for him to go on the third line. This team is deep enough in talent to where they can roll three scoring lines. You can take away some of those minutes, and I think you can lessen the tread on some of those tires of your top six if you're giving a third scoring line a little more time. So the third scoring line of Ellie Tolvanen, Colton Sissons, and Craig Smith, that's going to fill the net. It's going to be an interesting thing. So, but I'm 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 going to go with I'm going to go the coach here because how do you manage that bench? Have you ever managed a bench where you had three scoring lines? Oh yeah, we had three scoring lines when I when we were in uh, I was in Detroit, right? And Buffalo, we had three scoring lines, and I was a fourth line guy in Buffalo, so I was. They didn't up. have you on the third. Uh, the, no, the, uh, I couldn't make the top twenty. <laughs> <laughs> but, but seriously, you know what, how, what do you do as a coach on there? How do you, you know, take advantage of that if you've got that kind of skill on a third line? Well, the, the third line is is always it's always tough to. Decide what you want, and we we just have to have so much talent, deep talent with the with the Predators this year that we have like like Zach said, we have a third line that can play with anybody, and they could score goals. And you have to you could you could say every night you can play with them, but you got to be able to score and bury that puck. Or you're not a third line scoring line; you're a you're a third line checking line. Yeah, and so you got to make sure that you you throw them out there as much as you do the other two other two lines until the playoffs until the power plays in the penalty killing zone, then you have to divide that ice time evenly so that the guys all get the get their reps and they get their their time on the ice and the third line if they're penalty killers or you can only have to go with the first two lines of the power play cuz right. by the time the power play is over with or you can go three lines if you want but it just doesn't seem to work and not enough time really not enough time really two minutes you want to be out there so i think the third line like Zach says is is very good to have those guys Smitty on the third line is pretty good you, you know you got some deep talent there. 20 goal score on the third line. I'll take that. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes because it, it is a, it's a fascinating conundrum to be in. Nice to see that this line, because we're only talking about Tolvin and, and quite frankly, Rem Pitlick was every bit as good in, in camp. Oh, no doubt. But the thing that really tantalizes me about Tolvin and especially with him coming up is if your second power play unit all of a sudden becomes Kyle Turris, Ellie Tolvin and Mikhail Granlin, Craig Smith and Ryan Ellis. That ain't bad. No, you throw no, Tolvanen. You know, what, you know what happens with the coaches in the NHL? They want to play their best players more, and their right. best players do play more. They play power play, they play regular shift, regular strength, and then they give them on the penalty kill sometimes, which I disagree with. But everybody seems to do it. Mm-hmm. They just don't get that third line enough time, and they don't score as much. And that's what happens. They get shut down a few shifts here, a few shifts there. They don't get the many. And Smitty goes from fifteen goal or twenty goals to fourteen goals, right. and we give yeah. Smitty heck. But he's on the third line, not getting that time, the ice time that he used to get. He right. used to get power play time. He used to do all those things. So that's what happens with most coaches. But I agree with Zach. We could put three lines on the ice if they get even ice time. And something well, you just said really, I think, uh, 
harkens back to one Kyle Turris. Mm-hmm. How everyone is ready to crucify this guy this season when this is a guy who came back and played on the second line for a little bit last last season mm-hmm. after a lot of tough injuries and did not look good, sure. But then when you're burying him on the third and fourth and scratched lines that's and you don't expect them to score, yeah, that doesn't help that's, what, that's what happens. In no, the that's NHL. for sure. That's for sure. Hey, look, you know, they've been with us since day one of the show. We've got, we're off and running already. The preview sponsor of Slapshot Radio is Doctors Jane Bacon and Aileen Kruger over at Hermitage Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Man, what a great staff, a comfortable environment. They make it a lot easier to get all your dental needs taken care of. Just made an appointment with them today, as a matter of fact. You know, they offer all the latest in dental technology, including in-office whitening, even sedation dentistry. Check out their website at webrightensmiles.com or call them for an appointment at 872-7762. That's 872-7762. Hermitage Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. We brighten smiles. Oh, yeah. Kenny on the wheels of steel. I like it. I like it. All right. We're back on Slapshot Radio 1025, the game. And, oh, you can smell it. Hockey season less than 48 hours away. No, it's not. No, no. Brent actually didn't bring his pads in. It's okay. You can smell (laughs) hockey coming. Hey, you know what? Before we get to our next segment, I do want to talk to you about our good friends at Cool Springs Wines and Spirits. They are the largest wine and spirits retailer in Middle Tennessee, dedicated to offering the best selection, knowledgeable staff, and the most competitive pricing in town. As a matter of fact, you find a lower advertised price anywhere else in Nashville, Cool Springs Wine and Spirits will match it. Cool Springs Wine and Spirits is the only choice for your beverage needs with new local ownership. They're located over at 1935 Mallory Lane. They're right next to Academy Sports, right across from Cool Springs Mall. And believe me, they are absolutely worth the trip. The best prices, best service, free delivery on bulk orders. There is simply not a better choice. Cool Springs Wines and Spirits. Call them at 615-771-7436. That's 615-771-7436. Or check them out online at coolspringswines.com. Reimagine what a wine and spirit store should be. Cool Springs Wines and Spirits. All right, gentlemen, let's get to it. The Eastern Conference, uh, you know, you look at it last year, what a, a you know, it was kind of a, a little bit of bizarreness going on, especially when you look at the uh, what happened with the Tampa Bay Lightning going down it and, you know, in four straight in the playoffs. But uh, let's talk uh, start off with that Atlantic division, because what's really fascinating and coach, you said it earlier as we were as we were talking pregame, that Atlantic division is going to be interesting because I think Tampa Bay is going to run away with it again. It'll be Boston and Toronto in the 2-3 slot, which means they'll meet again in the first round. Yeah, Toronto's, poor Toronto, they're out, they get those Boston guys every, every year, don't they? But I'm, I'm going to tell you, I think there's another team in that division that may do a little something because I think they adjusted the right place with Joel Quinville behind the net, picking up Sergei Bobrovsky. Yeah. Watch out for the Florida Panthers. Yeah, they'll give them a run, but I don't know whether they can beat Toronto. But they'll give them a run, and I still think there'll only be three that make the playoffs from that from that division. But uh, Florida is going to be a much better team. They were top three. They were in, decent last year. They were top top power play, and they were top three in offense. They just couldn't stop Had no the puck. goaltending, no goaltending, and they couldn't stop the puck defensively. So maybe maybe they got a chance, but they got to beat Toronto. I don't think I think the, the five come from the other division again. What do you th- What are your thoughts on the Atlantic? You know. 
I have our, I'm, it's funny you started here because my sleeper team is in the Atlantic. Oh, really? I think the Buffalo, Buffalo Sabres are making the playoffs this year. Oh, quit sucking up to all the Buffalo fans coming in this week. Good <laughs> Lord. Right. Oh, no, your audience. Yeah. Uh, so who's not, who's not, not going to make it then? I think it's going to be four and four. Four and four. I, I don't think the Panthers are quite there yet. Honestly, I could see five coming out of the Atlantic. Just Who's, be, who's the fifth? Hmm? The Panthers. Oh. I think it could be, uh, you know, Tampa, Boston, Toronto, Toronto Florida, Florida, and Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. Woo. Well, that, that makes that puts pressure on the other division, doesn't it? Well, so Montreal not in the mix. I mean, I they're, just they're don't in the mix all the time, but they never get there, do they? they exactly. Always, they they're never, in. The, they're always there, but they never get there. They've got the goaltending. They've got Shea Weber back there, who seems, for all intents and purposes, actually healthy coming into the season, which makes a Unusual. huge difference yeah. for yeah. them. Yeah. I just worry about them up front. And uh, you know, oh. battling it out for the the basement in that division, Detroit and Ottawa. You you think that any improvement in the Detroit Red Wings this year, Coach? No, I didn't see it. And I watched them play against Toronto. Toronto blew them right off the ice, and uh, I don't see any improvement at all. And I see Ottawa at the very deep down in the bottom basement, and that's what it. <laughs> yeah. where they're stuck. That's that's a tough one, no question about it. So let's move on then. To so you're saying. Four teams, potentially five. Potentially five. Out of, out of the Atlantic. And, Coach, you're saying three. I'm saying three and the same five make the playoffs from the Metro. Wow. Okay, let's go to the Metro right now because um, the the Metro, I, you know what? I think there's going to be a little bit of difference in the Metro. And I, I think, I don't think there's a big enough chip on a shoulder to keep Columbus afloat this year. Yeah, that's I, true. I really don't. They Columbus have lost going down. so they much. Are, you're right. I shouldn't have said that. They are going down. It's yep. going to be four and four, and I changed my mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> I traded, I, as my son now, said, I traded my mind. There you <laughs> go. That's fine. But you look at, I mean, the Washington Capitals are going to be good again. There's no question about that. The Pittsburgh Penguins are going to be there. I disagree. Oh, oh hot take coming. I don't think the Penguins are making the playoffs this year. I think Phil okay. His email address. <laughs> is. No. I think the loss of Phil Kessel you cannot ignore. Agreed. That's, that's true. I agree Apparently, with that. Sidney Crosby is already battling injuries. Yeah, you got okay. You've got that going on. I don't believe in Matt Murray anymore. Uh, you know, and that, frankly, that defense I, outside of suspect. Chris Letang is suspect. Holier than Swiss cheese. But you know what? They won a Stanley Cup with that holier than Swiss cheese defense. Off a depleted Nashville I, I, I'm team. I'm just saying. That still, they still won a Stanley Cup with a depleted they team. With a fourth-line center playing you know, yeah. top-line No minutes. question. No question. <laughs> they, played, they won it two years in a row, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, it wouldn't surprise. You're like and me when I kept calling Chicago to miss the playoffs. here's the biggest <laughs> thing with that. That was a team that still believed in Mike Sullivan, and I don't think this team believes in Mike Sullivan's messaging anymore. Uh, you know what? I don't necessarily compl- – I don't think that's crazy. I really don't. I think you're going to see in the Metropolitan – I think Washington will be there. I think, you know, I think Carolina is absolutely a team on the rise, and I think they may have, they may have solved their goaltending issue. But they, wanna, they waived Anton Forsberg today. That was weird. Yeah, that was weird. But I mean, I like I, James Reimer, but – I'm I'm tried, I'm a Trotsy fan, but he's going to have a tough time getting the guys to do what they did last year. So he might be on the. He might. He, I still think he's good enough to make the playoffs, but they have a tough, much tougher time. Well, he did it on on for the Islanders, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but gonna I'm going to tell you, time. there's a, there's another up and comer, and you you have to look at him right now. And that's that's Ray Shero's New Jersey Devils. Absolutely, they, they got a good. Team. I think. I mean, I th- look. Let's face it, good the, young the, team. I should say they're young. The addition of Subban certainly helps that 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 blue line. I think they've got 
Corey Snyder, when healthy, can be a serviceable guy between the pipes. Is he going to steal a bunch of games for you? No. That's the biggest thing that's keeping me from making New Jersey a sleeper playoff pick. It's goaltending. Yeah. If they had a goaltender, I think they'd be a lock for the playoffs. I think they're excellent up front. I think P.K. Subban improves a little underrated defense down there. Yep. But with and that goaltending. And he's the man now there. Mm-hmm. So that's what's so nice about that. No, and that, and I think, look, let's face it. If, if ever a player was made for a major market, right? It, it's P.K. Subban. And him being in New York is just, you know, I mean, you might as well call it. He's in Newark, right. but you, he's in New York. Well, but you know, he's got digging can just swim across. The, yeah, yeah, that's all. But the one team that we haven't mentioned is the team that landed the biggest free agent this summer, the New York Rangers. What do you guys think of the New York Rangers? Oh, they have some great talent up front, but I don't know whether their back end is going to be able to make it. And uh, goaltending is just, you know, average right now. With uh, uh, Lundqvist is, it, it, he's it, just is on the back end. Yeah, he's no he, question. He's on the back end going down, what I do you, think. What do you think? That's a lot of firepower up front. They do. Have a good, they, they no, do. no. You There's going to be they, a lot of seven, six games. You know what they remind me of? Town the town. They remind me of the Avalanche last year. They're going to be a one-line team. Hard to stop that one and line. And that one line is going to be really tough to stop. In two years, if they can get another goaltender when Lundqvist is retired and Capo Caco has a little bit of seasoning to him, because I certainly think he is a sleeper candidate for the Jack. Or not really even a sleeper when you're number two in the Jack. Yeah, he's... You know, he's a candidate for the... For the Calder, no doubt, but I don't know if they're quite ready yet. They're, I don't yeah. think they're ready yet. But I, I you're agree. right; they have a great, talented team, don't they? One team we haven't talked about, and I, honestly, and and I believe me, I have gone back and forth on this one. I have gone back and forth on this one. I think that the Philadelphia Flyers finally have their goaltending situation well in hand. It'll be interesting to see. Again, we've talked about this with a couple of other goaltenders. We're going to talk about it probably in the next segment with another goaltender. But when you have a goaltender that has the number one all summer long, goes into camp as the number one, you want to see how he handles it. Um, he um, he did not look good today in a in an exhibition game, um, uh, you know, over in Europe. But he's had a strong camp. Uh, I I think the Philadelphia Flyers could potentially sneak into the playoff mix. I really think they can. They've got they've got some good talent up front. They finally have built a decent blue line. And if they've solved the goaltending problems, are they a Stanley Cup contender? No, but I think they can they possibly might be able to sneak into what I believe is a weakened Eastern Division. Well, a, a Metro like Division. Like you said, uh everybody it's going to be a like we got the Rangers, we got the New Jersey, we're talking about Philadelphia. We just uh you know the the those guys they're good. They're all good teams, and they all have good players. Like you said, they're not Stanley Cup contenders, but they are playoff contenders. I think it's going to go down to the last week, just like it did this year. Yeah. And teams are going to get ninety nine points. Five teams are going to get ninety nine points. We're going to have a, you know, a, a, a might have a ninety nine, a ninety eight, ninety nine point team not make the playoffs. Exactly, this year. and that's exactly what could happen. So, uh, but that's the way you grow. You you win one, you get ninety eight points one year, and next year you get ninety nine, and you make the playoffs, and then you go one round, and that's how you get better and better every year. Who's Man. winning the division? I think Washington. I don't think I don't think anybody anybody can beat Washington for that division. I agree with you. I, I just I mean they've they've got goaltending. They've got solid. They've got solid defense. They've got the firepower up front. Are they aging a little bit? Yes. I think the Islanders have a chance to do the dance like they did last year. I, I'd love to see it. Quite frankly, I really would. I believe me for a longtime Flyer fan to say they'd like to see the Islanders win is tough. <laughs> 
But I mean, I it, it wouldn't surprise me, and that I could go back to really hating them again. Yeah, so right, you know, that, that that that's always the fun part. I think it's going to be tight because I do think your top three are Washington and the Islanders and Carolina. Absolutely. I you know it, the East is yeah. going to be an interesting one because I don't think there is a dominant division over there. There's a couple dominant teams. At Tampa Bay being one of them, and you, I don't like I said. I mean, I think Columbus should have a chip on their shoulder. Tampa Bay should have a chip on their shoulder. Something fierce after last year. But at so, the same time, they've proven they can handle it in the regular season. Yeah, well, I know, but but again, the chip gets bigger the closer you get to April. You know, all all we're saying is everybody's got a chance here because. Not every team's going to make the playoffs, but boy, oh boy, everybody's good, eh? Oh, the only you go, yeah, you go, well, you go except to, you go for, to except for Ottawa and Detroit. Other yeah, than that, Detroit is very poor teams compared mm-hmm. to the rest of the league. But the rest of the league is so good yeah. that on any given night, you're not going to win every game that you, that you should. That you're expected to win. Absolutely, and everybody has high expectations for, especially the Predators. And we go into New York and you lose to the Islanders, then you lose to the Rangers. You're not supposed to lose to the Rangers, are you? And then you've got the Devils. To, you're going to get that. You got the, that's right. You got yeah. the Devils, and then you got. So Ottawa, one, two, Detroit. Three, yep. So we got to make sure that we take care of our games and our games first. Absolutely right. Hey, let me tell you about Carter Church, our good friends over at White Cart Realtors, the Andrews Group. Uh, you know, I got to know Carter uh, quite a bit working with him at the Predators. He's a uh, he's a freelance cameraman around town, but I'll tell you what. Carter is one heck of a real estate professional, Navy veteran that has the market experience you need to get your home sold in this fast-paced market. Call Carter today at 615-429-2044. That's 615-429-2044. Carter Church from White Cart Realtors, the Andrews Group, your real estate professional if you're buying or if you're selling. We'll be right back on 1025 The Game on Slapshot Radio. Back here on Slapshot Radio, the season preview edition. Paul McCann, Zach McCann, the coach, Brent Peterson here with you. And I do want to talk to you about one of the newer members of the Slapshot Radio family. It's Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. You know, I I know you've heard the Lazy Boy name for as long as you can remember. I mean, Lazy Boy is known the world over for inventing the recliner more than 90 years ago. But Lazy Boy is much, much more than one iconic product upholstered sofas, love seats, chairs, ottomans, solid wood bedroom and dining room sets. You know, Lazy Boy is passionate about bringing comfort and quality to every room of your home. And you know the interesting thing that I just learned? Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries is locally owned. All three locations in Middle Tennessee, Hendersonville, Murfreesboro, and Cool Springs, locally owned by the same family. And I learned something else. Most all of Lazy Boy's products are built right here in Tennessee so you can support local business support local jobs you know what I love telling the story about Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries as a matter of fact I watch almost every Predators away game from the comfort of my Lazy Boy right in my living room three Middle Tennessee locations Cold Springs Hendersonville Murfreesboro go by and see my friends at Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries Tell them you heard about them on Slapshot Radio and say that you want to watch the next game from the best seat in the house right in your living room. So, guys, let's move over to the Western Conference because uh, we just uh, we we sped through the East, but I want to spend a little bit of time on the West. We're going to see most of these teams. Let's talk about the Pacific Division right off the bat. The Calgary Flames won the division last year. I think a lot of people forgot about that. Is there a more forgettable division winner than Calgary in the well, past few years? Well, when you get beat on the eighth, by eighth place team right away, you're, you're going to forget about it. It does. It, yeah. <laughs> well, forget no, about it real no, fast. Nobody yeah. seemed to forget about Tampa Bay, though. Um, <laughs> you know, you've got the San Jose Sharks that 
quite frankly, I think uh, I'm gonna. This is my first hot take. I think the San Jose Sharks are wildly overrated right now. They lost Jonas Donskoy. They lost Joe Pavelski. They look like they're going to lose Evander Kane for the first 10 games of the season after he broke stupid last night. I mean, this is a team that is nowhere near as deep as they used to be. I'll be brutally honest. I wouldn't be surprised if the San Jose Sharks missed the playoffs this year. Uh, I don't know about that. The only reason they make it is because the division's weak. Yeah. The division um, is weak compared to the compared. central. Well, you compare any division to the Central, and yeah, it's <laughs> Absolutely. Weak. But at the same time, if you look at that, I think your locks as playoff teams in that, the Golden Knights, they, and I think yeah. that's the only lock. Uh, yeah. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put another lock in there. I'm saying right now, I think the Arizona Coyotes are a lock to make the playoffs this year. This team They're has, my bubble team, but this, yeah. This team They're has my got, bubble team, too. They've gotten better, and they've continued to be on. They didn't get the fool's gold run. You know that that they usually had in the last you know the last six weeks of the season when they knew they had no chance of the playoffs. Arizona would go on a run. It seemed like every year they didn't do that last year. They were very very consistent. They kept improving. I think this team is on an upward trajectory and wouldn't. Like I said, they're going to make noise in this division. But here's the problem: Anti Ranta is already hurt. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's... Who's going to play goal for Exactly, them, you know? I mean... Who's going to play goal for them? Well, all right, fine. <laughs> I, I, I you love... Just, the, you just killed me there. No, I no, love I, the Kessel acquisition. I, I think th- that's a great pickup. I do. I that's, think Clayton that, Keller Pocket, is... Pocket, of course, made the Kessel yeah, trade. He, yeah, Pocket's yeah. a great pickup just as a coaching, you know, person to have there. I just, I just here's goaltending worries me. The goaltending absolutely would worry me, but they've got a they've got a really really solid blue line that's going to cover oh, a no multitude doubt. of sins for whoever ends up between the the, the pipes in Arizona. Um, the other ones that I you know, but here's the thing: I think there's only three playoff teams that come out of the Pacific. Oh Agreed. yeah, Agreed. and um, you know, do I th- I think Calgary is going to be a good team this year? They've got they they do have good scoring up front. They've got a solid – it's one of those solid but unremarkable teams. You know, you don't look at them and go, wow. I mean, the only player you really look at is, you know, is Johnny Gaudreau that you look at and go, wow, hmm, want him on my team. But, I mean, the goaltending, it'll be interesting to see how, um, you know, how the goaltending works out. I mean, because you don't know who the starter is going to be right now. Nope. So, I mean, but I still, for some reason, it's just sticking in my head that I think Calgary is going to make the playoffs. So the playoff teams, I believe, out of the Pacific, I'm saying Calgary, Vegas, and Arizona. Brent? Well, I think uh, Calgary will finish second. I think yeah, Vegas is a lock for number one for me. I mean, they're, they're, a good, they're a good team up and down their lineup, and they have good goaltending. They have good experience. They've done it before, and they've only been in the league for third, three or third year. Coming no, really? In no kidding. Who's third so, place? Third place is uh, going to be Arizona. Okay, I'm diverging because why not? Uh, why not? What the heck? So I agree. I think Vegas wins this Cal- division. Yeah, Calgary second. I think. I think the San Jose Sharks are second. I think Calgary misses the playoffs, and I think John Gibson drags this Ducks team to third place in the division. Wow, John Gibson is the best goaltender in the league. I I think it's hard to disagree. You look at his numbers. You look at everything that he does. I think he is good enough to drag a very weak Pacific Division team to third place. Well, and here's the other thing. If if um, if Edmonton can find their rear end with just one hand, Mm -hmm. 
Oh, there's enough talent, there's enough there. yeah. talent on that team to be able to do that in a weak division. And they have a good co- new, good new coach and Tippett. And uh, I think Dave Tippett may be uh, to 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 you know to really go with a little bit you know maybe the tipping point for uh, Edmonton. And then because got- I think he's I think he's the right person for that young team to really start building into something. Is this year the year? Probably not. But I think, again, that's a team that's on the right trajectory with a Dave Tippett behind the bench. Does James Neal find his scoring touch again with Connor McDavid? Boy, isn't that going to be an interesting one to watch. I don't think James can keep up to McDavid. <laughs> I don't think anybody can keep up to Yeah, McDavid. who can? No really can. I mean, but he is a great player, but and he can't do it all alone. But I think you're right. I think Edmonton could be a team that moves up in, in the stands. I don't think they can make the playoffs, but I think that they could well, move up. And uh, Think about it. They were a 79-point team last year. That's only about 14 points out. That's not a huge improvement. Yeah. Seven well, wins. Calgary had 107 not, points, and yeah. you got them out of the playoffs for the next yeah, year. Yeah, I know. I know. It's it, it's going to be fascinating. So let's see. We've got a couple minutes remaining. Let's go ahead and jump over into the Central, because we know we're going to want to talk about this one for a while. The Central Division this year, I, I, I've said it over and over again. I've written about it. I think there are five teams in the Central Division that can win the division, let alone make the playoffs. I mean, there's probably six, maybe even seven, all seven teams could have the talent to make the playoffs. Do I, you know, obviously that can't happen. And um, I still think that the bottom two are going to remain the bottom two. I don't see, I don't see Minnesota. I don't see Chicago. They might flip spots, but I don't see them getting much better there. No, uh, Zach, you go for it now. I, 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 was gonna, I, was I know. Gonna, you yeah. saw the glint in my eye. <laughs> I, <didn't. laughs> I believe Minnesota is a lock to miss the playoffs. And I'm telling you right now, the Chicago Blackhawks are back in the mix this year. Jeremy Carlton had that squad playing very solid towards the end of the year last year. I think Patrick Kane is still going to score a boatload of goals. Jonathan Taves still looks quite good. But the real reason, they've sneakily fixed that defense in the back. Okay. I think Olimata was a great addition, and they seem to just be doing more with less right now. Brent Seabrook is older in dirt, and you know it, his contract is going to eternally be an albatross. But he's playing good hockey so he's far. Like signed he's like sixty-seven at least, like, I think. Yeah. And not only so that, Keith. <laughs> yeah, really. The one player who I think is better than anyone I've mentioned so far, Brinkett. Alex DeBrinkit, yeah, is he, incredible. This kid's a good player, but I still I agree with you on every point you made. I still don't think they can make it out of out of sixth place. I think if Corey, oh, I, but that's I agree. The thing. I think if they make fifth place, and I think if Corey Crawford stays healthy, they're making the playoffs. And everyone's pointing towards the Robin Leonard acquisition in, in Chicago, saying, "Well, if, if Crawford, Crawford goes yeah. down, it's Crawford Insurance." Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you, I, I you know, I, we've seen it over and over again. You see a goaltender come under the spell of the goalie whisperer. I mean, you know, Mitch Korn. It took Pekka a few seasons to get used it, to it. It, it took Pekka right. a, a season or two to get mm-hmm. used to having a different voice, even though he was one of the children of the corn. Mm-hmm. He still, you know, I mean, it, it still happens. I, I think Robert, Robin Leonard took full advantage, and he gets all kinds of props for this, of Mitch Korn's tutelage. I mean, I, I still don't think there's a better goaltending coach in the National Hockey League than Mitch Korn. I hate to say it, but I agree. I know you don't because you don't want to hear it next time he calls you. But, uh, <laughs> I heard what you said there, Brett. Um, but then, um, but I don't think Leonard is the big Crawford insurance that I believe that everyone's saying he could prove me completely wrong. But I just don't see that happening. Um, Chicago's going to be interesting. 
No question about that. We've got five other teams to talk about, and we're going to do that when we come back here on Slapshot Radio. And I do want to talk to you. Let me see. I, I want to make sure that I've talked to you about all these great folks that are bringing you this hour. Let me see. I talked about Lazy Boy. Yeah, they're good people. I talked about Cool Springs Wine and Spirits. Kenny, did I? I don't think I missed anybody, did I? I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Okay. You know what? We're going to be right back in just about two minutes right here on Slapshot Radio to wrap this up and talk about the rest of the Central Division and get our predictions for where we believe the Predators are going to finish. Coming up right here on ESPN 1025, the game Slapshot Radio. Back here on Slapshot Radio, the season preview edition. Paul McCann, the coach, Brett Peterson, the Predators watch party host, Zach McCann, with you, bringing this thing home. We've gotten through two teams in the Central Division, and now it sounds like we're either close or fairly well aligned on the top five. I think you may have Chicago a little bit higher. I I do. I mean, I have them, like, bubble five or six, but I mean, we're in the Thunderdome now. I mean, this is the chance when you actually have... So I'm going to ask you, hmm. who does Chicago kick out? (laughs) Winnipeg Jets. Oh my. Okay, let's get to it. Hellebuck has fallen from great to meh. He's good, but he has no consistency right now. I think that team is mentally an absolute mess. They've lost a lot of big pieces this year. Yes, they have just signed Kyle Connor and Patrick Laine, but Patrick Laine is already talking like a player who's gone in two years. I just, I I don't see it with this team. How does, how does, uh, I mean, both Connor and and Laine missed all of camp. That's really hard to do. How does that impact a player? It, it really it's really hard to do. It's like getting an injury ten games is like it's like having a year like Turris had and he and you can't get out of it. You can't you come out, you think you're ready to play and you miss a ball training camp. That's that's impossible to go through training camp and, and, and not be there every day and do the things with the guys every day and get in shape. And you still have three weeks to get in shape and you get and you tuned up with two or three games in exhibition and then you come out and if you're not there and you know you can't just play one game and keep going at it. Ooh. That's going to be a, that's a tough one right there. Both, I of, the, think. both of them are going to have a tough time. Well, you look at I mean, and now the granted this went longer. You look at Nylander last year in Toronto. It's the he same was, deal. He was poor to start too last year. Well, didn't he? And, and I mean, what he didn't start until November. And, and uh, later than that, was it, it was uh, right yeah, up December. against the, it was yeah, right yeah. up against the deadline. I right. know that, but you you look at that. I think Winnipeg is one of my bubble teams. There's no question. I still think. They're too good, and they know how to win. Uh, at least they know how to get into the they, playoffs. They have enough. They have enough stars. They've got they enough skills. They got enough stars. I think they can. I think yeah. they can make it. But I don't disagree with you. If they're going to bump somebody, it may be Winnipeg. So I think we all agree, Minnesota in the seven spot, and uh, either Chicago or, in my case, Winnipeg in the six. I, yeah, I'm, I agree. I'm pretty solid with Chicago in the six spot. But right. um, you know, but again, you look at. Uh, I mean, then you're starting to get into. Colorado and Dallas. That's that's I had Dallas and then Colorado. You see, I, I again, I think any of these uh, any of these five teams can win the division. I I, I truly believe that. Um, I think Dallas has made some very very interesting ads. You look at the ad of Corey Perry. If he has anything left in the tank, he's going to be a big help for that Dallas team. I agree with that. Yeah, I think Dallas is in the four spot solidly, and I think the biggest addition for them is Joe Pavelski. And yeah, Pavelski he, at the age of 35, 36 still he, seems to have a good bit in the tank if he can stay oh, healthy. The guy can play hockey. Yes, he can. He's done right, plays hockey. Yes, He's a he great can. player. And plays it right. He you plays know, it right. Goes yeah. to the net, mm-hmm. does all the little things well. 
He's a, he's a leader. He's yep. been captain on the team. So, and I think that's something that that Dallas team desperately yeah, needs. Yeah, they need a guy, and, and he's a, he's a leader, but he's also he's he's one. Well, he's won in every situation he's been in. in you know what thing. proved to me, though? I, I, you look at Pavelski last year in the playoffs. He gets that just nasty hit, goes out. And I mean, that team, you could see what that leadership and what he meant to that San Jose team. They just went out and literally willed themselves to win right. after that. I mean, when a guy like Joe Thornton, comes back and says, uh-uh, this is, you know, this is Pavelski. We're not letting them get away with this crap. Yeah. I mean, you look at that and you say, okay, that that's a good that's player. admiration of the team, but of the guy. Exactly. So it's, it's going to be young players like Ropa Hintz yes. and John Klingberg who are going to really kind of benefit from seeing that veteran leadership on the ice for them. I mean, Agreed. if they can even get Julius Honka under the fold, but hey, he was a scratch last year for him anyway. Yeah. So. so you look at that, you look at the Colorado Avalanche, a lot of folks are really getting behind this Avalanche team. I have them as second. I, I like this Avalanche team. I think they're good for the regular season. You wonder what they can do in the playoffs. So you have St. Louis third? I do. Okay. I have St. Louis, Louis third. third. Mm-hmm. You have Nashville first. I do. I do. That's exactly what I had. Same you exact. Know, well, let's talk about we your even, smart we, man. We, we didn't even <laughs> talk about it before. We never, we never even did this to your oh, guy. Right. <laughs> enough, enough of the mutual admiration society. Pretty soon. I think you're a good looking guy. Um you, are. you know what? Oh. I, I, just, I look at this and go, I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. Um, look, I think Craig Berube did an outstanding job last year. He caught lightning in a bottle. He got the right goaltender at the right time. But I'm sorry, there's questions in St. Louis. Yeah. I mean, there is, can Berube do it from the beginning, which he hasn't shown that he can do. Everyone loves Craig Berube, don't get me wrong. But he's never shown being able to do it over a full season. Same with Jordan Bennington. Again, how does he react to being the man. All throughout the offseason, you're coming off a of Stanley Cup. How do you react to that? I mean, he's young. He's cocky. We know that. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Because, again, is this a team that starts off October, November and goes, eh, we turned it on in January last year. No problem. Well, you know that Bruby was saying, hey, guys, we turn it on in January, and it doesn't happen all the time, so you better start right now. But, yeah, but we won uh, the I, cup last year, I, Coach. I think, come on. I think that they're going to be they're gonna be okay because I think they can they can play at a certain – they play a certain style hockey. Yeah. Don't play, play a heavy run game. Run over a heavy game. Yep. And you can't play a heavy game for 80 games. You can play a heavy game for maybe uh, a month and a half of a, of a playoff run where you're – where they played it right for, for they played it for almost seventy last year. Well, they, yep. not seventy, but they 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 were they were still in last place in the league. Well, wait a minute, you, in you, January, you, right? They started in January. They were right at the half. They were right at the halfway point of the so season. Played, There's forty one. You played another twenty twenty four yeah, in the playoffs. You played close to seventy and that, games, and that took that took a lot out. It of them. had to take a lot out of them. And I can't see them playing the same way that he wants them to play for eighty games. And if he does, that, and then I'll, you give him all the credit in the world. But I don't. Oh, think absolutely. I think here's the biggest thing about St. Louis that worries me. They made an interesting trade last week where they picked up and ex- immediately extended Justin Falk, who yeah. is he's fine on the power play, but he's not fantastic. And you gave away a Give great me. role player in Joel Edmondson and a, a big. certified blue chipper in Dominic Bach. Well, and you gave away and Edmondson's got Edmondson's got some size, so all of a sudden the St. Louis blue line is not as big. As it was last year, nope. it's more skilled though. It, oh yeah, I think I, I think Justin Falk 
Justin Falk. That's you're not a good a, skill. Not a Falk fan, are you? I'm not really a Justin Falk fan. Okay. I am. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I think I don't know whether he, he, I don't know it's I a net it, plus or a net minus. To be yeah. honest, I really yeah. don't. I'm just used to everyone losing trades with Carolina, so really, I'm just going with that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. No question about that. So, um, and I think all of us, you know, uh, being the homers that we are, go ahead and say it. Well, I mean, um, we didn't really talk about Colorado. Uh, okay, let's and talk about Colorado. That's a team who I think you know really. I think that first line, even with Ranton and missing all of camp, is going to be great. And they picked up some great depth in Nazem Kadri as well, if he can stay out of you know the suspension you know area. What? I'm sorry, but you, now you're looking at somebody that is not. Uh, uh, to me, that's like whoever the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys is, is the greatest <laughs> quarterback in the world. Yeah. Okay? That's what, you know, it, it doesn't matter who it is. If you play for the Toronto Maple Leafs, you're instantly better. You're, you're instantly better than everybody else. I'm just not a big Nazem Kadri. He's going to be a good pest in a very emotional well, he'll central be a pest, division. All right. He might yeah. be suspended most of the year, though. The way and and see, that's around. where I'm wondering where, you know, let's face it, he's going to, you know, playing in Toronto is one thing, but there's not a lot of emotional heat mm-hmm. going on there until they run into Boston. Yeah. And what happened when he ran into Boston? He lost his mind. Exactly. But I think he's more suited for Western Conference-style hockey. But, you Could know, be. those are the abs. So. Could be. I, no, I think Colorado's going to be I'm sticking, with, I'm sticking with the Preds. All right. Yeah, <laughs> I am too. No, oh, I, yeah. And I think this Nashville team, look, um, I, I think it's more dangerous offensively. I do want to talk a little bit because we've seen the power play look similar but different. I think that, you know, and, and, and Coach, you were kind of saying, hey, the, the, the puck's finally fallen. Yeah, they're doing the same thing. They're coming off the wall. They're shooting the puck, but it's going in right now, and they got to just keep it up because it's all confidence when you shoot the puck. You see, I feel like they're shooting the puck more and from different areas, though. And that's because they're not only moving the puck, but the players are moving at the same yes. time, and they get one-timers. They're putting the one-timers in the right spots, and they're getting good shots off, and they're going in. And that's, they have to continue that because it's going to be up and down all year, and everybody's power play goes up and down no matter how good you are. Sure. You just want to keep it at 20%, and then you're laughing. It's personnel management. You don't have to have Arvidsson sitting in front of the net getting hit exactly. by pucks the whole time. Now you've got someone in Duchesne who's the down jump. there doing the dirty work down yeah. there, and you have Arvey in that high slot. And running that four forwards and one defenseman personnel just makes sense for I, this team I kind of like – I really like that. Oh, it's almost like the rest of the NHL had a good idea or something. And with that, we end the show. (laughs) We come to the end of our our season preview edition of Slapshot Radio. Coach Zach, thank you so much. I don't don't think very many of us. Hey, thanks for joining us for the season preview edition of Slapshot Radio. Yep. We are back next week at 8 p.m. right here on 102.5 The Game, ESPN Radio in Nashville. And by the way, we're going to be on 8 o'clock right up until Thanksgiving. And then we move back to our normal 7 p.m. slot. A big thank you to our sponsors, Hermitage Family and Cosmetic Dentistry, Carter Church from White Cart Realtors, the Andrews Group, your real estate agent in Murfreesboro, Cool Springs Wines and Spirits on Moores Lane and Cool Springs, and our good friends at Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries, three locally owned Middle Tennessee locations. When you visit one of our sponsors, please make sure you tell them you heard about them on Slapshot Radio and thank them for their support. For our producer, the one and only Kenny, our co-hosts Brett Peterson and Zach McCann, I'm Paul McCann saying good night and good hockey.